Millions of Gilgroniacs worldwide, fans of Austin rugby in all corners of the United States, all corners of the world. Welcome back once again. It's the Austin Rugby Podcast. That's Alex Reese. I'm Dustin Zare. Alex, man, it is, man, we just keep rolling. Another good week of rugby. There was, I think there was an exciting match this past weekend for Major League Rugby, but we're not starting with that. We're starting with oh. a real exciting match. And we're talking about none other than the Austin Derby Huns Blacks Nixon Lane this past Saturday. Man, look, Alex Reese put in a performance, friends. If you go back and watch the tape that was on the Austin Rugby Pod or Austin Rugby Supporters Group channel and Texas Rugby Monthly, you got to watch the entire match live stream. Uh, it was fantastic. Final score, Huns. That's it. Final score, Blacks 17, Huns. 39, 39 friends. That's uh, Alex as a hun. How's it feel to man? To, to, but really to put, I mean, I've watched it. I, I saw every, every play, every, every move you made, uh, every breath you take. Uh, <laughs> and man, I'll tell you what, um, in all honesty, no joking aside, you dominated the entire match. Um, what, what was that like out there in the field that day? Cause you know, we, we talked, we've talked about in the past about the Huns kind of building back up ever since the elite split off and kind of the rivalry, right. the rivalry with the blacks. What was that like out there on the pitch on Saturday and, and that great match that you guys put out? Uh, it was a lot of fun. It felt, you know, it was, it was nice. I felt like, you know, collectively as a unit, we really dominated the physical aspect of the game. And I think that's an area in the past where we've been good for 30, 40 minutes. And then, you know, just the, the blacks will keep coming at you and hitting you and hitting you. And I think it, in the past we've, we've worn down from that. So it was cool to be able to get out there and really dominate the the collisions and then, and then continue to dominate the collisions for the course of 80 minutes. Um, and, you know, I think, a lot of credit goes to just to coach Adam Scheidler and, and the, uh, and the coaching group, you know, Brian Wellborn in particular, just really coaching us up, um, you know, the last, the last basically like five months, honestly, yeah. and just really working on owning that, you know, that those two meters before and after contact. And yeah. I think that you could really see it uh, out there this weekend. Yeah, I, th I think you definitely saw that. I saw that. I mean, it remind, correct me if I'm wrong. You jumped out to a 12 nothing lead to start off with, right? And you scored. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because unfortunately, your 10 did not make the first. Was it the first kick you missed and the second one you did? <laughs> no, the, <laughs> the first one you made, the second one you missed, right? No, no, the first one I. Oh my god! The first botched. one I. Uh, literally chunked it. It was like, uh, I actually went and played golf on Sunday. Big old, big old divot in the back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, when you just completely chunk a chip and it goes like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like 10 feet. Alex, I, Alex I, kicked I, the ground about three, three or four oh. inches before the ball. <laughs> caught, caught a lot of tea. I, I switched over. Um, I shouldn't say I switched. I, I didn't know where my normal T was. I was using that like telescope T with the ball kind of up on top. Yeah. And I usually kick the ball off of the kind of like the Johnny Sexton style T. Yeah. Um, and just totally chunked it and hit the T in the ball. I think <laughs> maybe, maybe went 20 yards tops. Yeah. Uh, it was ugly. Obviously, but yeah. Flags did not go up, but 
after a five, <laughs> five, five nil lead, but you did, you, you redeemed yourself in the next one. And you know, yeah, yeah. A couple of later. but yeah, I really, uh, honestly, you know, I, I wrote uh, coach Scheidler as well uh, on his Facebook post. And, and I said that, you know, all, all credit to the blacks who do always have an outstanding team. Um, you guys were just on a different level that day and the, the quality of play, the interlinking that you guys had, you know, I, I picked a man of the match. I don't know his actual name, but red, uh, red. your eight. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. He was outstanding. Well, I mean, on, yeah, on Dustin, Saturday. there's a reason, there's a reason he's in the, uh, AG's COVID testing cycle right now. Is he really? Yeah. I, um, I, I, fun, I, oh, is that a I, fun fact that we should know? Oh, that's maybe, oh. yeah, I think he's, um, I, I think he's, he's one of the most spectacular, uh, club players I've, I've had the pleasure of playing with or against, I think you played against and with some pretty, I mean, you played against, yeah. You know, Honestly. USA Eagles. <laughs> yeah. And, and no, he, he really truly is, has stood out to me of, as a guy that not only can do everything, yeah. um, skill wise, but he does everything at a hundred miles an hour, which is to me, the biggest difference between club rugby and the professional rugby is, is that, Guys don't jog into things and don't they don't run a line half speed. They don't go into a tackle seventy five percent. Everything is at a hundred percent always. And I think he's equipped to play at that speed. And I think that uh, honestly, I would I would hate to not have him on my team. But I think I speak for everybody in the Austin rugby community. Would love to see him get a shot. Yeah. Um, with the AGs this year because he's he's a special player and what is I his think name? that what's his actual that? name? <laughs> what's Patrick Red Coleman? Patrick Coleman. Yeah. So where I mean, do you know against, what uh, Patrick's origin? Like, where's he from? Like, yeah. So he's um he's originally a, he was a basketball and football player in California. Okay. Um, started playing, went to San Diego State as like a walk-on football player and started playing rugby. I think two years ago. Okay. Um. Yeah, he's a stud, and he was just playing out in Santa Barbara Academy, playing men's D three, and men's D coach. Yeah, and his coach sent him down to Austin and said, "Hey, I think you should head down to Austin. I think you got an opportunity to grow with one of the clubs down there." Um, he actually was originally going to join the Blacks, but the Blacks weren't training in the summer, so he came out to the Huns, and you know, I met them on that good pickup. Yeah, I know. I met him on that first day he came out to practice and I was like, Oh, I like this guy. Like I'm definitely gonna definitely gonna make make friends with him and then, you know, from there he just got to know everyone and you know, he stuck around and now he's you know, kicking ass on the field and yeah. and he he has a motto that he says every day, which is like you'd think it's cliche, but he really says it every day and it makes a difference. He's just like every day just one percent better, whatever you're doing, one percent. Um that's, that's and it and it just kinda yeah, and it's just a good trickle down effect. I appreciate that. Yeah, to the rest of the to the rest of the boys. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you watch the HTX games we played, uh, he had a eighty meter try in the first game against them, oh, and then in the right. second, game, I remember that now. And then the second game, he had a uh, intercept that was about a sixty meter try. So he's just, I mean, the guy he and he's can a really loose forward. Yeah, like he mostly plays eight uh, or just he, loose. Forward? No, he's he's. He's been playing hooker for us. I thought he. Um, I, thought he had, I think this last this last week he played eight. That's what I said. I thought he had an eight on his back. So okay. Yeah, this last week he was eight. Um, but he does the line out throws. 
Okay. Um, it's pretty spot on with his lineouts as well. So it's always nice to have extra cover at the hooker position, given the AG mm-hmm. injuries and then the depth yeah. that we've had. So, um, but you know, obviously, you know, things are turning around for the injuries and the AGs, and we'll update that here in just a few minutes. Yeah. Uh, yeah you know, so talk us a little bit about it's been how long since the D1 side beat the Blacks? So, you know, until 2017, the year the Huns won the national championship, they had never beat the Blacks, Blacks. ever. And then um, since then, so they beat them twice that year. And then since then, we haven't beat them uh, at all. And the games have been getting closer and closer. But, you know, last year we got the close as it got was 10 points. And then, you know, Fast forward a year, I think the Blacks have uh, gone through a little bit of a, a little bit of a rebuild. They've got a lot of young players coming in. I think maybe some yep. some of the older veterans have, have moved on, like Chris Bauman, obviously yep. is out San, San Diego. San Diego, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so I think it's just like the timing was right, where you know yep. we've been building the same the same crew for the last three or four years under Adam, and yep. then just slowly slowly adding new guys into the fray and it's just like it's just a really good um you know thing we have going right now I, and you know it it doesn't mean anything if you know we go and, and lose this next week i think yeah so and where, where, are, you guys at, where are you guys at this next yeah. week uh playing the reds up the reds. in dallas and they're looking really good this year too so got some, they, got, they got a former ag on, or former ag on their team as well so Mikey. Bit, 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 the fijian godzilla Mikhail Nairatamanga. I said, I see the last name. It's close. It's it's something we just call it. It's very hard to say. We just call it, yeah, Nairamatanga. That's what that's how you say it. Yeah. As as the former announcer last year, I should have known how to say his name since he played (laughs) second row for us. But yeah, Um, but he's a big dude too. But he's, yeah, big, big Mikey's gotten, looks like he's been getting a lot fitter than he has been, you know. Yeah, he looks, he looks, looks, the Reds look tough. They, they look across the board a lot fitter than I've seen them. Like yeah. last year, I think last year was kind of their year for that rebuild. Yeah. Um, you know, the Huns had that in 2018 after the national championship year when obviously everyone moved to the elite. Yeah. So the Huns had to go through that rebuild. And the Reds didn't have a coach last year. They were a player coach. And so they kind of went through their rebuild. The Quinns have been rebuilding and they're kind of back on the up. But it's, I think honestly, it's a really good. It's a really exciting. I think it's a really exciting time right now for rugby in Texas. I think that the club scene is uh, flourishing more than I have ever seen it. Um, obviously, with the D two and D three levels, haven't played as many games, but I think that the D one teams are in a good spot, and um, I think it's really balanced. So it's it's yeah. cool to see. And there's not going to be a, there will not be an undefeated team at the end of this season. There's no way. Yeah. Do you think I'll ask you this? We'll kind of wrap things up talking about the to club rugby with this one. Do you think that the that the high the increased rate not increased rate but the increased level of play uh, from Huns Blacks everybody starting to you know, more parity between the teams? Do you think that's starting to happen because of Houston and Austin and eventually Dallas in the MLR and the MLR teams that are here, like people are flocking to Houston and Austin to play with, you know, rugby HTX. So they're going to Dallas and they can, you know, eventually maybe go play with, with rugby HTX and whatnot. Um, do you think that that's, that's a, a big catalyst? 
I think 100% the massive catalyst. Um, I think, uh, I can't remember who it was. I might've been, it might've been Aaron Castro, uh, mm-hmm. or somebody a couple years ago or a year ago, my monitor keeps getting unplugged or something. Um, did like a, you keep flashing on the screen and there's a delay. So it's yeah. great. So anybody watching this is going to get a little bit of Tourette's for a second there. Yeah, right. <laughs> you have to put a warning up on there. Like, get a while you're at. May, may have flashes of, of bright lights. Yeah. <laughs> no, but um, to that point, no, uh, I think it was Aaron Castro might have like, published a, an article about like different pathways to major league rugby. And one of the pathways on there, which you know, was, was about playing division one men's rugby and, and getting recognized that way and preparing yourself for that, you know, men's contact. Um, and I think that that's starting to really like bear the, you know, bear the fruits of, of its labor. And I mean, I just know, at least for the Huns, like a lot of players that I've met, like red, for instance, moved here, thinking like, okay, I might have a shot at MLR if I improve myself on, on the D1 club scene, if I can, you know, make connections, become a part of the community, um, and then ultimately just be a guy that, you know, can't be replaced. And a guy that, a guy that is obviously valuable. And you're starting to see that with a lot of young players moving here. And I think like, Something to note is that, you know, you're not necessarily going to come down and immediately get picked up by a pro site. It takes a couple of years Um, because you also always see those guys. I think that like think that they're just going to come and immediately be MLR. Right. And they think that they can bypass, you know, the, the, just the community aspect and the, the growing into the club scene. And I think that, there's also a big difference between D1 and the MLR level, as, as you and I have talked about, like the speed of the game. Yeah. I, I think, you know, everybody kind of, we, I, I talked about it with a couple AG players and former, former Austin late former, you know, uh, and other players around the, around the country, just in conversation. And that's, you know, the D1 level and that can play is competitive, but that next step into MLR is yeah. a stark difference. It's, it is, it's the, it, it is it's faster. It's efficient. Like it's just, it, it's levels beyond. And, and I, and I don't like to like, I don't want to like say like they're a good example and like put down any of the Austin teams or anything. Cause I don't do that. Uh, that's not me. I'm not an asshole. Um, <laughs> well, at least not, not all the time. Um, but you know, so the perfect example is last year when the AGs played, um, played the blacks, the blacks. You know, yeah. the, the blacks like, hey, we're, we can play up in that level. We can play, you know, and you had Chris Baum, you know, Bauman who was there as well, playing another guys playing really well. Right. And there was a, it, it was bloody. Like it was, yeah, the AGs, yeah. Tra- and it wasn't even like a full AG. You didn't have the, you know, guys like Kurt Morath and Wapa weren't in yet. And, you know, Will McGee mm-hmm. wasn't here yet. So like, it wasn't a full team. Like it was, yeah, they were still working on putting the guys together. Dom Aquino was just, still trying to figure out how to play, you know, flanker and things like that. And it was, it was bad. Like it was a, it was a massacre. Um, Not to be rude, but it's true. Like, you know, we call spade a spade. So, well, cool, man. That's awesome. Congrats to the Huns. 
39-17, man, that's a big win. Uh, I know uh, Billy O out there in California, he was watching along with me, everybody else that was watching and commentating. Um, the commentary was... Uh, the second half commentary was interesting. I don't know who was on the mic, but they did not like the ref <laughs> at all. They did not like the ref at all, and there were some calls in there that they were they did not care for so much. Uh, so, yeah, there we go. Hey, hopefully soon we can just, like... Get somebody out there and announcing the games and actually have like multiple cameras. I think that would be kind of fun with those guys over here at uh, the uh, next level rugby here in town now. So in Austin. So right. speaking of next level rugby, look at that segue, right? The yeah. AGs are on a whole nother level right now. They're on cloud freaking nine, three games in a row. First time in history. Austin has had a winning streak. I know that sounds ridiculous. 2018, we didn't win a single game. 2019 we didn't win a single game 2018 you know we won two in a row (laughs) and then then, you know it was a very close uh very close league that year so man alex were you at were you at the game were you on pins and needles when mac mason lined up a kick at 81st minute yeah the whole so our whole family came to the game um because my brother was playing for atl and so yeah, you know, like my folks were pulling for ATL and oh, um, the rest of the family was like the rest of the family though was like we were torn because Ryan didn't come in till I think till like not till like the 65th yeah, like- minute. And so up until then we were happy to pull for the AGs, like all pull for um, <laughs> like that's our team. And then um, even after Ryan came in though, it was like so much crazy stuff happened and it was such an awesome atmosphere that, you know, I was, I was, you know, shamelessly pulling for the AGs in front of the family. I didn't care, but, yeah. hometown. um, hometown. Yeah. The hometown <laughs> team. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly though, when, even when Mooneyham had that, at try, the rest of the family like was going nuts. Cause they're like, you know what? Again, that's how we're like, <laughs> team. we hope Ryan does great, but oh, you know, yeah. we'd like to see, play here oh um, it's man that he really it's hey man that's rugby right sometimes the ball bounces your way and sometimes you completely miss the ball and it gets yeah. snatched up and scored for an amazing try mlr try of the week by the way from mcconnor mooneyham <laughs> yeah well you know you know how many times guys will not chase that ball that hard you A know lot. and if mooneyham had literally taken a half half second longer yeah he wouldn't have gone for that ball yeah. Cause it was like bouncing, it was bouncing back. He literally picked it up on the best bounce, like at his chest. Yeah. And if he would have been a half second late on his, or at least you know a half speed slower, a quarter speed slower, Escurza yeah. would have picked it up because Escurza like he was like, oh shit, I dropped it, I, I yeah. completely botched it. Right. So, um, hey man, their their loss, our gain, AG's win, seventeen fifteen, uh, tries by mm-hmm. Connor Mooneyham, which we talked about, and man. Talk about a a dominating performance for 64 minutes by Isaac Ross. What a making impact. Sweet Jesus, was he awesome. Um, That makes me sad because he's 36 years old, which means I'm not that much. He's not that much younger than I am, and he's playing like (laughs) that. Good God. I mean, mean, he looks like he's 19. Oh, God. I mean, yeah, he's, again, was it six, seven, six, eight, something like that? And just, I, I tell you what. So, just going back to the first half, Austin has only, here's a fun stat for you. And for, if you're a statistician, Austin has only given up three points in the first 20 minutes of a match the entire season. 
Talk about dominating, like straight out the gate, dominating. Like no, but three points. I forget. I can't go back and remember who it was in the first 20 minutes. Now we tend to give up points. We actually give up most of our points at the end in the last 20, which is not a great thing. We need to fix right. that a little bit. Um, yeah. But, yeah. That's a little questionable, but only give it three points. We've only given up five points in the first half in the last three games. And that was the try that, uh, that Ben Rensburg had at the end of the first half uh, against Austin this past week for, for ATL. Um, you know, so we, we jump out the gate, you know, Isaac Ross scores a try on a beautiful mall uh, again, scoring from set pieces, which has been big. Uh, you know, yeah. it, it happened early. And, and I think the great part when it happened, you kind of saw, you saw something you hadn't seen normally. And that was a lot of interlinking play uh, forwards and backs going through. You saw, you know, uh, Austin score when they had the ball in the attacking 22, which was great. And so like, Oh, this is fantastic. Continue to dominate, dominate. Um, and, and I think I've heard it in some places. Austin makes other teams play down. They say they play down to their level. Like they make other teams look ugly. Like (laughs) Atlanta was a top scoring team, you know, Houston, you can look at what Houston's done in the past two weeks after, after we played and shut them out. Like they went on and scored a boatload, um, you know, against, uh, yeah, exactly. Like all these, it's like, they're not playing down to our level. Like our defense is just that stifling that, you know, that's, I think it's the, I think it's the rugby league aspect and kind of this, you know, pressure oh, defense that so coach Harris puts sure. out there so you know for again sure. we played fantastic in the first half and then it kind of got a little stagnant around the middle and you got two back-to-back tries not quickly but you know in, in succession for um you know for atl that that put it at a yeah you know, it was just questionable like we let marco keith run everywhere like that yeah, was, I, he, he made the team of the week for what without a shadow of a doubt, because he was fantastic, but we just kind of let him run at will. And I think that was a little scary from a defensive perspective. Like we gave up 648 meters um, and nine line breaks. Like that's the biggest, that's the most line breaks we've given up all season. It's, um, you know, even though they didn't make the game line that often when they did, it was through the line. Like, and that was, yeah. that was kind of, that was kind of, kind of worrisome for us. Uh, you know, when, when you look at, we had, um, we missed 36 tackles. So this week the defense actually wasn't as good as it has been in previous weeks, but we, but we still won. Well, you know, where we, it seemed like we really stifled them um, was they had a lot of opportunities and we just pinched their lineouts. Yeah. Isaac exactly. was just causing them havoc. Yeah. Two, st- two steals inside the attacking 22 or, you know, our defensive yeah. 22 ACL attacking 22 and, and one inside the five, like, yeah, you know, they, like we, that, we challenged it. The, the first like line that was bad. Yeah, that was like, that's challenge. 10, 14 points, honestly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. When ATL does get inside the 22 and they run through their phases, they are efficient. Like yes. they have, to me, that was a that was something that I would like to see us try to sharpen before this weekend is like when we got into the 22, it was very like, it's, I don't know. It just never really seemed like we were about to go score. Yeah. When ATL got him decided 22, when they were like going ball in hand, it was like, yeah, it was just like, boom, 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 moving forward, just hitting you here, hitting you here, hitting you here. And then like, you know, all of a sudden Marco Keep is just 
free by himself in the oh, end zone. Yeah. I, I think we just got overloaded on his try in the second half. We just got overloaded on the inside and didn't really pay attention but, to what was yeah. going and you know what, what was going in the other way. So that's that's kind of yeah, uh, that's kind of. <laughs> of course, you know, I think uh, any any time you play a Scott Lawrence coach team, it's going to be really really hard to score, um, especially when we get around the goal line because that's that's what they do is. Scott Lawrence is probably the best defensive coach, you know, American defensive coach. American, yeah. It, it's ever almost. Listen, but, uh, I think ATL played a really good game um, for, for a lot of parts. Like you, they had good, good backline play. Um, I think we actually, for the first time all season, like we ran through phases and then we had really good ball out into the back line. You know, Connor got the ball, you know, often obviously 154 meters you know carried on, mm-hmm. on 12 runs and you know bryce campbell i saw like better line running from bryce this week looked really good but he got the ball out in space you know there was a nice run by uh by mclean jones and he kind of threw the ball away like connor was like two or three meters behind where oh, no. <laughs> the ball was like oh close yeah but but here's yeah. the thing I, and it still keeps haunting us is that we are Man, we just inside the attacking twenty-two. We've been poor, like we've been really poor. Like you think of the amount of times that we were actually inside the twenty-two, and a lot, and just came up with a goose egg. Um, Do we have the stat? Do we have stats on our red zone efficiency? I don't know. It's not on what I'm looking at right now. So it's not great. I can tell you that (laughs) because Connor, because Connor's Connor's try wasn't red zone. Because that was from that was from counterattack. Um, we were very. The, the only red zone would be Isaac yeah. Ross's. You know, so if you think of one mm-hmm. for whatever we were at, yeah, maybe we were very insistent again on. We were very insistent again on well on um, not taking the points. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, it's like going for a lineout or something like. It's the same problem that we keep. It's every single week we're turning down points, and I think we're just making the game tougher on us than we need than we need to. Because I I think with the way that we play, building points and keeping the scoreboard ticking, like making the other teams chase us, is kind of I think like especially when you have what, the number one defense in, in the league, yeah. Right? Like just exactly. like make a team play, like yeah, let them you know let them can, try to make the mistakes. I, if we can start building like a nine, 12 point lead on taking the, the points, like I, I trust our uh, defense What's, and I trust our, I trust our set piece as well to just choke teams out of the game. Kind of like yeah. South Africa. does. Yeah, exactly. And here's the thing. Like we did that against Houston. Like we took points on offer. Like, yeah. And like, yeah. Kept the clock, kept, kept the scoreboard taken over as we've said multiple times. And then, you know, we look at the final score of that game. You know, we shut. I think shut. we no. I think we actually didn't kick a penalty in that game. No, we. I mean, sorry. Uh, well, did we kick a penalty? You meant Nola. I meant Nola. Sorry, excuse me. Yeah, Nola. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yes. My, my bad. My, my yeah, Nola. Yeah, because yeah. we we kicked for quite a few times. But, well, I'll say quite a few, but <laughs> as many times as we should have been kicking. But anyway, yeah. yeah sorry, brain fart. You know. That's no, okay. A, a rare, a rare brain problem. You're usually it happens all the time. I just, I just hide it really well. <laughs> I just get it bullshitting. So. Uh, man, any other? So let's let's take your 
Let's take your top three players of the week. I know who mine were. I know who all the fans have voted on. They'll come out tomorrow for the uh, the Gil Groniacs players of the week. Every there was not I one, mean not one person that that voted because there were there were a few that we had like twelve people vote. Every single person had the same three people, and it's pretty easy to to pick them. I mean, I mean, I think it's I think you have to go with Isaac Ross, Mooneyham, and Mac Mason. Mason. Yeah, that's everybody you know? put those like, three because it was yeah just, like. How do you not? I, I, I will say guys. I will say this. All credit to Michael DeWall. They, special recognition of Michael DeWall and for um, McLean Jones and Dominic Bit. Like our loose forwards are outstanding. Like and and yeah. Mo and and Dominic really just have they haven't been playing that often. Of course, Michael DeWall. Yes, last week was playing at, at lock in second row and not you know his normal position at, at eight or or flanker. So. But putting in the total number of minutes, he's played every single mi- minute of the season. Who has Michael? Yeah. Dang. I know, right? So that's amazing. It's, it's yeah, Mac Mason, Connor Mooneyham, and Michael DeWall all have played. I, I believe that's the right stat, and I'm going to be upset if I didn't get that right. But I'm like 99 sure that all three of those have. Did played Michael DeWall? I thought he came in in the first game off the bench, and then I know I had to go back and look. Right. I mean, that's well, pretty if not, it's great. been pretty damn close. I know, well, I know for sure that Mac Mason and Connor Mooneyham have played every single minute of every match, which is also it's pretty impressive for you know, yeah, for guys on the wing. Like, that's that's a lot of running, <laughs> and so, um, yeah, anyway, final score, yeah, that, that was those are my three, too. I thought they played fantastic. You know what? Hey, you got Dustin, go for it, Alex. Yeah, I'm listening. Big shout out, you know what? Who deserves a big shout out? I think that, um, uh a, a play that went very unnoticed it was either i think it was cole davis it might have been ed ned hodson but i think it was cole davis after atl had hit their uh penalty to go up by one mm-hmm. we had the restart and the restart wasn't very contestable and atl came down with it and yeah, i think it was cole ball. davis was it cole davis that uh... stripped the he stripped the ATL player in the tackle to give us give us the ball back with about thirty five seconds to go in the game. It was, uh, I think it was Cole Davis. Uh, oh crap! I'm not, I'm looking at my stats right now. Uh, give me give me two seconds and I'll pull it back up. Uh, somewhere. As you're listening, uh, nothing else is going on. We're just trying to figure out what this was. Yeah. Uh, I, think it was I think it was. Uh, I don't. I don't have it for. I don't have the stats for that to say that it was Cole. Um, I may have to just. I'm gonna have to pull it up on Rugby Network. You could you you pull it up and and we'll we'll go on to this next week. But yeah, I mean, obviously that was a big play because. We have to get by a very good Atlanta team tonight if they're going to do so. AP Rugby's one of the original. We're just going to mute Alex there real quick. So, is that... <laughs> oops, <laughs> sorry, got, viewers at home. <laughs> please excuse the, uh, the the malfunction there on Alex's end. Um, you know, so I, you, there we are. You know, we're we're three and two, first time over five hundred in team history. By the way, do you know that? Is it really? Yeah, they lost the first two games of the season. Uh, in year one, I believe, and then they went, right. they won the next two, and then they lost like two more, or something like that. I think is what it was. Uh, you know, coming in, obviously, number one defense in the oh. league. 
Go ahead. Are you ready? Who was it? It was Ned. It was Ned Hodson. It was Ned. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Congratulations, I mean, Ned Hodson. Uh, Paul, Davis in, Paul Davis was also in on the tackle, but yeah. it was yeah, it was Ned Hodson. I will say this: if you go back and watch the AG's like social media clip of that of the kick that Mac Mason had, I don't think he would have gotten it because it would have gone on the back of the try zone. But if we'd had a normal like try zone, uh, Cole Davis was actually almost under the goalposts. Oh, I know when the ball goes yeah. through. So if they would have missed and I said like, what are the chances? Like it bounce off the bar, you catch it and score a try right. and win that way. And he said, well, that would have been pretty incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no shit. So uh, anyway, coming in this week, obviously we, we've got two time defending champions, the Seattle Seawolves. Um, it's a, it's not your typical Seawolves team. It's not the team that's been there. We kind of saw whispers of it happening last year in some of the games they played, but you know, right now in the West Seattle sitting at, at one and three uh, bottom. Yeah. They got a negative minus 77 point differentiation. Uh, they're just, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, that's tough. They're not, not the team that they've been playing. They looked, you know, granted they went to, uh, they played at life university in, in Atlanta yeah. against Toronto. Right. And- playing out here. And the times they man, they played at ten o'clock in the morning or seven o'clock in the morning, right? Which is which is eight o'clock Seattle time. Yeah, yeah, you know, seven thirty, eight o'clock, and it was just they looked like it. They looked bad. Like it was just sad to watch because um, you know that Seattle yeah. can play better than that. Um, you know, they've got yeah. good players. It just hasn't been um, it hasn't been there. You know, head to head comparison. You know, we've got you know they are the worst attacking team and the worst defensive team in the league right now we're not better at attack though we're 10th so we're just sitting top but we are first in defense so it'll be interesting to see kind of how we end up playing you know i i think that you know guys you always got to watch out for for seattle i received reichert <laughs> uh, he's you know he, he's he's a tough man i think that matt turner I mean, Matt Turner has been playing lights out recently um, yeah. for Seattle when he gets ball in hand. So I, I think it's a, you know, for, for us, we've got to make sure that we stop them. They're, they, they, they have a good scrum. Like we say this, like teams we go up against have a good scrum. Atlanta had a good scrum. No, had a good scrum. And we do very well, but we just, we lost a couple this past week and we shouldn't have, um, you know, I think it's going to be an interesting lineup. I think uh, for those listening, it seems as though Isaac Ross's injury when he went off is not as bad as it seems. And it was just a, just a bit scary. And he said it had said it hurt. Um, but from what I hear, uh, it looks like we may get that second row pairing that we've been waiting for since we heard that Isaac Ross was coming here and Sebastian de Chavez and, and Isaac Ross. Oh man. To be, to be, to be a prop in that front row and have those two guys behind you. She is, um, you know, I think, you know, for us, we're getting players back from injury. We had all the injuries at the beginning of the season. We had, you know, COVID scares at the beginning of the season and stuff that were for some people. But right now, we're everybody's kind of coming back. Zinni's uh, supposed to be getting well. He, I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised if I see him on the if we see him on the bench this week with his hand injury. You know, we saw Cam Dodson come back last week, so that was pretty exciting too. Um, you know, he he filled in really well when when Isaac went out. You know, played the last you know 25 minutes or so and and did really well or you know 15 minutes excuse me because i can't do math right um <laughs> and 25 minutes but yeah i think that it's um it's it's going to be interesting what, what do you what do you what are you thinking right now when you're if you're looking at seattle and you're looking at that you know the loss that you just come off of the way that they played the past couple couple games i mean their only win of the season 
Oh uh, crap! I just forgot who it was. Right, was actually against Utah, Utah who we lost to. Yeah. Right? So it's <laughs> that was week two or week. You week see four. that sometimes. You, you see that sometimes though. We're like, you know, you look back on a season. It's like you know a team that finishes pretty high on the table. It's like, damn, how'd they lose to yeah so and so early on in the year? Like every uh, given week. You know, and I think also like it that early season games. It's like everyone's still figuring out who they are. Yeah. Um, and it's always going to take like about five, six weeks. You see it in the NFL too, of like you start to see who are the contenders and who are the pretenders. And I think, especially when you don't have I, a preseason I, or or an yeah, extended exactly. preseason like we've had in the past. I really, I I think that this game is a huge. It's not as tough of a game, I don't think, but it's it's more important game than I think we've ever really had for the AGs where. This is an opportunity for us to to like finally come in as a favorite in a game and prove that like yeah we have taken that next step yeah. and and we are ready to become a contender and defeat the teams that we should defeat um, and I would love to see us you know put it on Seattle I don't think that Seattle will play nearly as poorly as they did a week ago yeah I think we're going to be in for a dogfight. But I'd love to see us finally just like grab hold of, you know, some but, success and, and own it. Yeah. And, and I think being, we'll, we'll call, I'll use the word ruthless inside the 22. When we get mm-hmm. into that, we need to stop losing the ball, like handling errors, killing us inside the 22. Um, just penalties, you know, diving over, diving over the ruck is when one coming in from the side, like these are, these are bad penalties that we shouldn't be making. Make the, you know, if the other team forces it great, or if we, you know, something happens where kick the ball out of play, we do a cross field kick like you love, uh, <laughs> you know, just one of those things. Like we just have to be more efficient inside, inside the red zone. Um, it's just plain yeah. and simple, right? Like we can't, our defense is great. This past week, we we saw the interlinking play between our back line that looks like things are starting to happen. Um, you know, hopefully we get like, you know, Frank Halai is coming back here soon from injury. Um, Jeff Hassler is probably not coming back from injury anytime soon. We just added, um, oh crap. Uh, Johnson. Uh, yeah, Nate Johnson. So, um, you know, who was at, at Colorado. So more more speed onto the wing. It's good cover. I mean, obviously with Mooneyham and Mac Mason already playing every minute of every game, you got to give guys rest, right? Like, so we need the, that depth that we're getting is, is going to be important. You know, that, that we continue to get everybody back and, and playing and playing at full speed. You got a score prediction. Do you want to throw one out there? What, what do you, what are you thinking this week? Alex? With 27, we were a little seven. over this past week, by the way, <laughs> yeah, a little higher. Than well, I thought, you were pretty close, weren't you? I was closer. What did you say? Uh, I think I said like twenty. I think I said twenty-five, eighteen. I don't. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. I think yeah. I I went for a high score. I know. It's, I think that's what I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, do this week. <laughs> I'm going twenty-seven to seven. Twenty-seven-seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I was. I, I, I just, there's nothing to me. There's nothing I've seen from Seattle's attack right now that says it's discombobulated. They. I mean, honestly, they couldn't. I, I've watched, and it's not just the 
I went back and watched the match against Utah. They have a hard time. I mean, when they, they won against Utah only 2015, like it wasn't a high scoring game. Like it was kind yeah. of like our game. Um, but they had a hard, they, they had a hard time getting past phase three. Like they, they can't, they couldn't get past three phases. And at three phases, they were barely hitting the gain line. Um, and that yeah. kind of goes in like they don't, you know, the, their, their gain line is only, um, uh, I think it was like 70. Well, I guess yeah, their gain line over is a 76%. So that's not too bad, but um, they, they, they just were kind of at the gain line every time. Um, they weren't really attacking. So we'll see. Uh, my score prediction and I know that you like to think that I'm a little more on the conservative side, which I usually do go, um, but I'm going 31-10. Very close. Very similar. Wait, 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 what did you say? Hold on. 27-7. 27-7. I think it's going to be 31-10. Yeah. Uh, I think that we're just going to, I think this is the week where everybody's just going to start clicking, uh, which we need to. Like we need just everybody to continue to click. I think we found our style of play. It may not be flashy, all the time it's just going to be hard nose in your face that pressure you know rush up defense type of thing so that's what i got well we, we should ask mclean jones excuse me mac <laughs> mclean jones not mclean jones it's not mclean jones i found out it's not maca jones it's it's mclean jones like john McLean. like john mclean from Nice. Uh, from uh, from Die Hard. So, McLean Jones, he's coming up right now on the podcast. Tune right back in in just a few minutes here. Well, as Alex and I talked about just a bit ago, it's been it's been a solid solid season for us. You know, minus the first two games, just. Oh, man, you imagine like we're we're five points away from, you know, combined five points away from being five and zero, and that's that's just nuts. And uh, you know, I, I think there's there's a true testament to some of the players Alex and I talked about. You know, we talked about Michael DeWalls being really solid. We talked about Dominique Bailey. You know, obviously being right up there, and and some of the, and he's got the most tackles in the league and things like that. And th- there's the core of the loose forwards. Actually, it's not a core, but all five of them or six of them um, have been just outstanding the entire season. And I think our loose forwards have been the key to our defense this entire season. And so I said, well, we have to, it's time to bring on more loose forwards. We had Michael DeWall last week, time to bring on another one. And we're going to bring on somebody whose name keeps getting mispronounced by everybody. And we're going to get it right. <laughs> uh, and of course, we're going to tell Kit McConico too, that it's not Maca Jones. It's, it's McLean Jones. So, McLean, what's going on, man? <laughs> hey, how you going? So yeah, we, McLean we get it right. Jones, yeah. McLean Jones, not McLean. Not the easiest. Not the easiest. Not McLean. But 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 the but your play has been clean. Well, you got a couple a couple penalties, but we'll. See <laughs> penalties. penalties. I mean, it can be yeah. yeah. Right. Um, well, well, hey man, we we really appreciate you coming on. Um, you know, it's it's been an interesting kind of ride for you for over like the past we'll call it like year and a half or so because technically we had signed you or you were you were right about to come over, uh, waiting on visa approval last season right before COVID, and then you know that hit in kind of like put a damper on everything. Um, how close were you? Did you have, were your bags packed and ready to go? Um, my bags weren't packed. It was probably, I was probably, I was in Brisbane at the time saying goodbye to, to mum and dad and friends back there. So I was probably a week off, week yeah. off going. Um, so 
coming. Um, you know, almost twelve months. Yeah. Since then, so yeah, it's been a long time coming, and loving it at the moment. Yeah, it's good. It's good really. stuff. I mean, obviously, you know, you you know, defensive wise, like you are one of the top 10 leaders in tackles and, you know, uh, ruck arrivals. And uh, there's like a whole list of other things like, and had some dominant tackles. You're up there as well. So, you know, obviously what do you guys attest to, you know, what you're testing right now, just kind of start everything off, like the outstanding defense that, that we've had as a team and just the loose forwards in general, like everybody is just on point is, is the way that I'll, I'll phrase it right now. Yeah, well, Sammy Harris is our defensive coach. He's um, you know, he's given us freedom to sort of fly off the line. He's called it a rush rush defense. So yeah, yeah, he's given us the freedom to rush off the line. You know, for my sort of player, we you know aim on that player. We t- try to take that player out. So he's given us back rollers the freedom to sort of you know lead that. And you know, as a group, we're we're pretty close off the field, and you know we love playing with each other on the field. So it's it's worked out really well. My connection with DeWall and um, Tommy B with um, loving playing the other. So yeah, that's how that keeps going. Yeah. And exactly. Well, then of course you, you've got, you got Dom Aquino who's coming back from injury, Mo Abdominal who's coming back from injury. So like, yeah. Each each one of you, uh, minus putting Mo at eight, I think can play each other's position, which I think is really nice. Yeah. Sorry, Mo, I know that you're you're sad that you can't play eight, but I just don't see it that way. <laughs> I just don't see. It. <laughs> <laughs> you should be too short. Yeah, he's a he's a bit on the short side for an eight. So. <laughs> yeah. But that's you know it's, I I think that's a that's a true testament. Do you think that um I I've been kind of harping on this. Do you think that this rush defense comes from uh from coach Harris's rugby league days where he kind of need that rush defense to stop people from, from reaching that game line, basically. I think, yeah, I think it might be. Um, this is my theory. I'm and I just want sure, to say yes. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. Let's go with that. Um, yeah. But no, it's, it's, it's a great, it's one of the best, you know, Simpsons I've been a part of. Yeah. You know, it just gives you the freedom just to, you know, run off the line and whack on, which is why we play the game. So, yeah, your your your, yeah, your game is uh, you. They say when I when I saw you play your first match uh, preseason, I was like, yeah, he's just gonna run around and just tackle people. Like, uh, I mean, yeah, just yeah. just destroy people. Now, granted, in in the match against Houston in the preseason, I did think you had probably one of the best finishes uh, in major league, probably in for the year try of the year. By the way. Uh, you know, since we did get it on film of your diving catch into the tries yeah. in Houston, um, again, another yeah. Mac Mason pinpoint kick, uh, good connection yeah. there. And then un- un- yeah. unfortunately it was just a preseason game. <laughs> still, yeah. Still waiting yeah. on that, on that regular season try. I'm still waiting for another kick of off Max. Give me another one this way. Yeah. He keeps yeah, giving it to everybody else for some reason. I don't know why. Don't or, know. Just, or just doing it know. himself. Right. <laughs> I can just sit, sit on the wing and wait for my turn. I think. Yeah. There you go. So, you know, obviously it's, we kind of talked briefly about, about Mac Mason, but I mean, growing up, you know, playing in, you know, playing in Australia, you, you've come up through the ranks. You played, you're at the Waratahs, you're at the Reds. Um, you're with, you know, you have that connection with Coach Harris and Coach Gerard with Warringah, um, you know, kind of the rats and everything, working with the rats. And then also with um, and with Mac and, and just coming over. What's been the, I guess, your, your path kind of to here now and kind of the, what kind of drew you to Austin? You know, was it was it that Warringah connection with, uh, with Sam and, and Mark or... You know, was it just something else that says, yeah, I need to come over here and play now? Um, in terms of my decision to come here, I think it was 
it was a bit of a no-brainer. I wanted to, I wanted to change up with my rugby, and um, the MLR was definitely on my radar. It was, it's been a growing comp for you know a few years now, so definitely that change up, um, freshen up, dreamy here, and then as well as you know both coaches being um, good wearing the rats men, um, <laughs> sort of made my decision pretty easy. Um, and with with Mac, yeah, I met Mac when I was oh, probably fourteen. We played against each other, and then under sixteen we played Queensland um, together. You know, we were good mates then, and then. I was the under the under twenties together as well. So yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, that that was that, yeah. No good, good. Yeah, um, that that obviously factored in as well. Yeah, so, got a great connection, maybe. Yeah, you guys. I, I mean, obviously, you you played you know U twenties with him for was it two years together, and then you know, I mean, you were at the World Champions in, in two thousand seventeen. Uh, the uh, another hi- a historic win for you guys. Well, in consideration for every you know against the uh, the New Zealand team, uh, Mac again uh, very very poignantly has a game winning kick at the end. But obviously, you guys have been playing together for a while. Do you feel like you know even though you maybe had not played together in the past two or three years, like did you feel like there was always kind of this connection when you guys are on the field? Yeah, definitely. We were but still good mates. Like even in Sydney, we'd catch up for a beer. Um, both our partners are friends, so we always we're always together. Always had that friendship. Nice. Um, yeah, he's been kicking game-winning um, penalties for me for for a while. My fans for a long time, so it doesn't really surprise me. We we'll, keep we'll, doing that. We'll keep taking that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, you said yeah, it's, it's good. You know, obviously Mac was one of the signings this year. Did you did you have any kind of influence and in kind of chatting with him and saying, hey Ben, you should you know have a chance to come over here and play with us here in Austin. Yeah, he was in a similar boat with me. He was, um, you know, a bit of a crossroads in his career. Um, and he was looking for a fresh start as well. And yeah, he definitely, he asked me what, you know, what influenced me to go to time with Austin. And, um, you know, he had the same, just the same factors influenced him. So um, I know he's, he's not regretting the decision. He's loving it as well. And, We've both got a new lease on a footy career, so for sure, I I, um, I think so. Yeah, we're loving it. I mean, it's, and it's good to see. You know, obviously, there's the, the growth of the sport, the recognition of the sport, the the level of play, the the quality of play, I should say, has drastically increased in the past. You know, since season one, um, you know, basically having people like yourself and and Mac Mason come over, and and obviously, you know, the American quality has kind of stepped up too here in the U.S. You know, we talk about that with like like Dom Aquino, you know, somebody fresh to the sport who hasn't who just started playing a couple of years ago, as opposed to you know when you what was the first when was the first time you ever picked up the footy? Uh, me two one. Um, <laughs> yeah, my mum always mum always says dad put a footy in my hand when I was sweet three yeah two or three. <laughs> so yeah, very so, young. So, so you've had it for you a know, while. I had footy posts in the backyard. Yeah, footy posts in the backyard when I was probably five or six. So. <laughs> Did you yeah. always? Did you always want to play? To did you always want to play a loose forward position, or was it like, did you want to be like, like a fly half, or you know, <laughs> or I was, a fullback? I played, I played rugby league growing up. Um, I played five eight, which is similar to yeah. how the, the fly, fly half, half plays. So I was probably a fly half until I was, you know, fourteen, fifteen. So 
I guess I had to learn those back row skills late. Um, but I was always, was always a good defender and loved defending. So yeah. sort of or destined to be a back row, I guess. Yeah. I didn't know that you were a league player. So that's, that's kind of interesting because Mac was also a league player. Sam played league. Mark yeah. played league. Is this, a, yeah. you know, just kind of, you know, growing up in, in, in Sydney or in just in Australia in general, do you find that most, most youth start off playing league and then make the union switch? Um, for me, yeah, because union, you don't start, um, tackling until under 12 under 10s i think it's changed now but in league you start tackling when you're really old yes you know my dad sort of said to me you know go tackle you somebody start tackling you start, <laughs> you start early yeah start early yeah get, get your practice in that's interesting um and i love rugby league growing up so yeah do, do you still follow are you still a fan who's your who's your team if you're if you're rooting for anybody in the nrl uh nrl to george dragons yeah. Our yeah. family, all majority of my family goes to the Dragons. So yeah, that's okay. The Red Bay. Listen, yeah. like we're our podcast is the Austin Rugby Podcast, and we actually I don't know, if you know about this, but we we talked about it the past two weeks. There's a new North American Rugby League starting here this this year. So there's a rug, there's heard, rugby league yeah. has now made its way on the national level, sort of low, low key national. I haven't, level. I haven't heard much about it, but yeah, yeah. Austin has a team. Um, I think the seasons overlap, so we couldn't see a lot of Austin some lot of AG players go play for the armadillos, which I thought would be very yeah, be cool if we could dump, double up a bit. Oh yeah. Right? Maybe, play yeah. A, maybe play a hybrid game between union and league. Yeah. There you go. It's <laughs> uh, good stuff. So, you know, obviously like you said, you, you put in the minutes this year, you've, that your play, like, you know, we talked about it earlier in the podcast. It's uh, you know, we're just trying to get, you know, things right nonstop. Like I think the back line is now starting to click a little bit better. You know, talk to us a little bit about going into each week. You know what your what the main focus has been. Um, obviously, not not giving away tactics or anything because we definitely don't want Coach Harris to get upset with the podcast. But you know, just thinking about like this Sunday, the way you're coming into things, the way you guys have been approaching each match, and how you kind of set up what you're going to be working on. You know, that entire week with practice. Um, yeah, we've got a mindset where. We reviewed the previous game's week, you know, on a Monday morning. After we review that game, we sort of forget about it. Yeah. We focus on the next week. Um, so we review the game Monday morning. Um, then we start previewing the following week's game, Monday other. So, you know, we forget about it. We review that week. We forget about that week. And then we move on to the next. And, um, you know, slowly build, you know, that week into the weekend. Um, and Sammy, the coach Sammy is really good at that. He's really good at I'm um, getting our attitudes right and what we need to be focusing on early in the week so we can wrap our heads around it. Yeah. Um, you know, and everyone's got a lot of clarity going into the weekend. Nice. Well, that's, I mean, that's always good to have that, that kind of, that clarity, if you will. Um, you know, you talk, talk about free, yeah. freedom of play, you know, when you're out there on the pitch, you know, there's so many leaders that, that have you know, years of experience from Bryce Campbell to, you know, uh, to WAPA to, to Seb, um, Sebastian DeChavez. Sorry. I was just, I just started calling him Seb because he's got, just got a long name. So, <laughs> um, yeah, well. but, um, you know, who are you turning to as kind of, um, you know, maybe not, not mentor, but, you know, somebody that you're really listening to right now, um, you know, when it comes to, you know, just on field play and just becoming a, a better overall professional. Um, yeah, Whopper's been uh, huge for me, Jamie McIntosh. We, um, we get along really well, me and him. So, 
you know, he's been a professional footy player for, I don't know, probably 16 years now. So, you know, just the way he goes day in, day out, um, yeah, it's great to listen to. He's got some awesome, awesome stories. Um, oh, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, as you can imagine. But yeah, just the in and outs of how to be a better professional yeah. um, every day. Nice. So yeah, I, I'm I'm always curious about you know quite a few different things. So I'm gonna ask you a bunch of just random questions, if you will. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So we're uh, you know obviously you know th- there's a hot competition at each position, but if you could bring over one current Australian player to play with Austin, who are you bringing over to play with you, and why? Oh, I know. I don't, you, I don't know how many mates one. you got playing, you know, in, over there. Like, oh, I really want to. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I can't forget him. Yeah, that's a tough <laughs> one. Um, maybe one of my good mates, Jake Gordon. Yeah, uh, current Waratahs captain. Mm-hmm. Um, he's an awesome player. Probably one of the best halfbacks in the country. Um, probably another bloke is um, Suli Vunavalu. Yeah. You've read. Oh yeah. He's played for the Melbourne Storm. Yeah. Um, He'd be insane over here. His <laughs> he, ability he has. Yeah, his his yeah, I say he'd be a bit of a monster over here, I think, sometimes. Oh man. <laughs> Especially he's incredible. He's, incredible to watch. He's he's prime right now. <laughs> oh, even his prime, that's for sure. Yeah, his his form he's is out, the farm. Yeah, his his form is outstanding in super rugby right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Crazy. Um yeah. if you had a chance to if you get called called back and get a chance to go play super rugby, who's the team you're not gonna go play for? <laughs> the team I'm not going to play for. Yeah, if, that's if you, a tough one. I know. I know. It's like you get a chance to don't play super rugby. Right? You want to play with everybody, but <laughs> who would you yeah, like? Anyway. You know I don't know if I want to go play with them. <laughs> oh, it's a tough one. Um, no, I have no idea. Can't say no to anyone. Yeah, All right. right. So, do you still have allegiances to to, to the Tars. Um, yeah, I've got allegiances to the Tars. I've got a lot of mates there. Obviously, I was born in. Queensland got a lot of mates in the Reds as well. Yeah, um, I'd love to live in Perth and play over there. Uh, I got mates in Melbourne, so it's, it's kind of kind of isolated to... out there in Perth. That's I had a buddy who lived there. It it's, is. It's it is. Of... Probably, maybe maybe a good for a Yeah, maybe the Western Force. Okay, so we'll just mark it. We'll say it's Western Force. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. Yeah, that's good. We'll go that. So you know, this you know, obviously the season's going well. Um, things have been going good for you guys. What's uh, what what game are you scoring your first try in? <laughs> um, I'll talk to Mac, mate. So I'll talk to Mac after this, and I'll, I'm going to say this weekend. This weekend, okay, Seattle. Yeah, so yeah, I'm going to put, put my hand up, thing and put I'm going to Cotsfield kick going. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Cotsfield kick this yeah. weekend. There you go. There you go. So the um, you said that yeah, you know, the Wapo's got some of the best stories. Who, who, who's the biggest storyteller? And when I mean storyteller, is like who 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 stretches his stories a little bit long as far as uh, maybe uh, bragging a little bit on the team uh, right now. That's. That's an easy one, and it's Jake, uh, Jake Turnbull. <laughs> um, you know, when he's, when he's telling a story, I don't know if it's true or not, but, God, they drag on. They're, they're good quality stories, to be fair. Yeah, it's um, like, wait a minute, Jake, that's, that's, you, that's too much information, yeah. and it's too well thought yeah. out that it's actually a true story. J- Jake Turnbull yeah. listens to every, every podcast, true. so we'll make sure that yeah. he gets a good shout-out. J- yeah. Jake, Jake put in put in the work on stories as well as on the pitch, right? <laughs> he's a good lad. One of, one of my best mates here. He's a good lad, but yeah, he can stretch a story. Another another guy, you know, was 
over in you know playing in in, in the shoot shield with yeah. everybody too so did you actually did you play against jake last season like when you're playing again no i never got to, never got to play him um no never, never fortunate enough to play jakey um i met him at a party in sydney first time i met him um did you guys know that you were yeah, both coming never, over here at that time yeah we both knew at that stage yeah that's good um so we could have a good yarn about better things to come. Yeah. No, I've been fortunate enough to play yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Or unfortunate. Yeah, unfortunate. Yeah, man. He's a bruiser, man. Okay, next next yeah, question for you. Your your rat, Coach Harris, Coach Jarder Rats. Who's the greatest rat yeah. of all time? Greatest rat of Who, all Who's time. the greatest ringer rat of all time? <laughs> this I'll isn't a trick question with... to get you in trouble with Mark or Sam. So. <laughs> I'll play with some... Great rats. Um, we have to go with Josh Holmes. Josh Holmes. Um, recently retired, Josh Holmes. Um, just one of one of the probably one of the best football players that I've ever played with. Yeah. Um, naturally, naturally gifted. I think a lot of people will tell you that as well. He's one of the most naturally gifted players you ever you ever see. So that's awesome. Going out with him. Yeah. <laughs> well we like to th- those are and you know we're just trying to not trying to ruffle any feathers or anything we're just curious so yeah. uh fi- final question you know uh australia big on barbecue big on you know a lot of a lot of guys like to do the cooking we got the bride the south africans doing the brides we got you know yeah. the chileans cooking grilling out um is outside of australia who's got the best barbecue Outside of Australia, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Chile. Can't be can't be a home hometown fan on that one. So. No, I'm gonna say Chile. Yep. All right. And my next door neighbour, Marcelo Torrealba, can cook a wicked barbecue. Yeah. All right. Um, have, have, any of the boys? Yeah. Have you been eat, eating any of uh, of Robbie and and Michael's uh, biltong that they've been making here recently? I have. I've I've spent 150 dollars on that. So. <laughs> Wow. My girlfriend sort of told me to stop. Stop eating it. Stop stop eating. Um, nah, it's awesome. Pack it, packing yeah. on a couple extra pounds for the bill, Tanya. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I'm limited to a pack of the week this yeah. This uh, week. The good thing is I just acquired my first two packages today. So <laughs> today. Yeah. So it'll be well, let me know how it is because I'm willing to buy another batch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're we're gonna get in every H E B around town. So have you had a chance to have any yeah, no. any barbecue here in Austin yet? Any Texas barbecue? Uh, I've been to Salt Lake. Yeah. Okay. Um, been there twice. All, the all you can eat setup. Oh, great! Um, oh, it's incredible. You're, you're a brave. You're a brave. That's, that's something you do. That's something you do once a month. You tell that to offer. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so, well, yeah. kind of close things out. I always allow everybody just to say hey, give a a nod to whoever they want to say hey to, and then you know we we appreciate you having come on. So uh, the floor is yours, my friend. The floor is mine. Um, just to say hi to anyone I want. Yeah, sure. I the, uh, the millions, the millions of people who you. listen to the podcast, and then of course you have all your family yeah, back 20, home. You Twenty-seven can't... million Australians. Yeah, there you go. There, I hope they all listen. That would be um, amazing. <laughs> nah, my mum and dad, Catherine, Michael, who I'm missing a lot. Um, my four brothers, Jacob, Declan, Mackenzie, and Michael. So, hey boys, and hey, hey mum, uh, missing you all. Good stuff. Um, Anything yeah. else? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah for sure, man. No, it's this is, is what we do. We just, we bring we bring you guys on, shoot the shit for a little bit, talk about rugby, talk about life, awesome. um, learn about what's going on in your career, and you know, hopefully, you know, obviously, 
we want to continue to see you perform well on the pitch, which I, I'm very yeah. sure that you will. You know, the again, work rate is super high. I, mean, I, I, I keep hoping that someday I'm going to see your name on that, uh, that, that MLR fifth, you know, 15 of the week, a couple of weeks. I'm kind of disappointed that I, I thought it was the week, like, man, dominant tackles, 20 tackles, hundred percent tackle yeah. rate. I'm like, come on guys. <laughs> you get, you get right. beat out by taking it. What's that? You get beat out by somebody. Who's, uh, yeah. Right. So some flanker who scored a try. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that's, right. why. I think that's what I look for. I look for the try. That, that's, yeah. We're, we're, um, that's why we're hoping for that try this week and that win over Seattle. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, thing is not Macca Jones, not McLean Jones, McLean Jones. Thanks for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. Good luck this weekend against Seattle. And uh, we, we can't wait to see, see what's happening in the coming weeks, man. All right. Guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Appreciate it. Cheers. See you, Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, don't forget you can always get your own personal Gilgroniac merchandise. We've got <laughs> hoodies, we've got tank tops, we've got t-shirts, we've got just about everything you could need as a Gilgroniac supporter uh, on the website. Uh, Dustin, uh, what's the what's the website name? Alex, that website name is therugbyshop.com forward slash collections forward slash Austin supporters group. Of course, who doesn't want to be a Gilgroniac? Hey, Alex, don't forget. Uh, I know you don't, but uh, 100% going to the We Are We Are Texas, the Just Keep Living Foundation by Matthew McConaughey, going to help those families who have been impacted uh, by the winter storm here in Texas. There's also the Rugby for Texas line. So if you want more t-shirts and stuff, all of that goes to it. It's good stuff. Um, you know, I'm... I'm we're happy about it. We actually have people ordering it. It's kind of exciting. Um, somebody said that we have an order from Australia, which that is very exciting. <laughs> um, but yeah, love the guys at the rugby shop, what they did. Another, it's it, it, it's been an exciting couple of weeks of rugby here. Alex, we, we, we have no updates. Uh, I do have one slight update on the Austin Armadillos. You know, we can, we'll throw that in there for those guys. Austin Armadillos, yeah. we're going to do a bonus podcast episode with them. Uh, recording next Ooh. week. So um, if you have questions about NARL, the North American Rugby League, and what Rugby League is, um, you can find it on Facebook uh, and Instagram and on the NARL Reddit page um, and Facebook pages. There's there's a fan zone on there. Uh, I post it on there. Like, if you have questions about it, post. We'll, we'll try to ask it to them and get it on there. Alex, we're slowly becoming the official podcast of the NARL right now. Because uh, we're, we we're the only one covering it. Only one's covering him at the moment. So. <laughs> Trailblazer. Exactly, man. Hey, Alex. Uh, hey, Justin. What do you got, man? Hey, um, quick reminder for fans that don't know, game this Sunday, $5 Ooh. tickets. How did we forget to mention that All it's Sunday? That's... And it is on Sunday. And $5. And, and? 6 o'clock kickoff. 6 o'clock kickoff. That's Probably right. Yeah. This week it's six o'clock. Yeah, every, yeah, six o'clock. So it's an earlier game. So you get a little more of that evening sunshine. Uh, weather forecast for Sunday, 87 and sunny. Oh, what a beautiful day for rugby. Uh, it's gonna it's hopefully gonna rain tonight so that we get a little bit of moisture in the ground. So it's a nice soft pitch to run on. I'm excited. I'm 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 going to do my best to come out to the game on Sunday. I may have to be distant from everybody. 
sitting all by my lonesome, but that's okay. I'm, hey, I got my vaccine, so uh, you can come sit next to me. I got round one. We're waiting. Round two is next Friday. I'm going to be miserable. <laughs> Moderna nice. kicking me in the pants. Yeah. Hopefully, we end up kicking Seattle in the pants. You know, Alex, uh, good week this. Good, good luck this week against the uh, the Reds. You got the uh, the Blacks and uh, the Blacks playing. I think the Blacks are playing again this week as well. They got HTX yeah. at home. H- HTX at home. So if you want to go out to uh, to Burfield and watch them um, go out and check out the Blacks this week, for all the news and information around the Austin rugby community, the Austin rugby scene, what's going on. You can check us out on Austin Rugby Supporters on Facebook, on Instagram. It's the same tag. It's the same one. Just follow us. Um, and if you want to write, it's usually me that answers it. Actually, 99% of the time, it's me that answers it. So <laughs> feel free to give it out. If you want to come yell at me, tell me I'm terrible. Tell tell Alex how, how can you miss a kick like that and, and botch it so bad. Uh, whatever. You do it. We appreciate it. Uh, for... I just forgot what I was going to say. That's terrible. There was something else I was going to say, but forgot about it. But here's the thing. Hey, I'll finish up for you, Dustin. Go for it, man. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. The weather's, hey, ladies and gentlemen, the weather's heating up and so are the AGs. Let's get out there on Sunday, support the boys, and let's make it four in a row. Hottest team in the league. Hottest team in the league, except for that other Gill team, which we're going to take on in a couple of weeks oh. and put them down. Yeah. They, they're not the hottest yeah. team in the league. We're going to get them. For Alex Reese, I'm Dustin Zare. Thanks for joining us on the Austin Rugby podcast on spotify and on youtube and until next time we'll see you on the pitch